Welcome to DSC Project Inclusion. We are an advocacy board for individuals with Down syndrome at Down Syndrome Center of Puget Sound in collaboration with the National Down Syndrome Society. I'm Natalie, I serve as the board facilitator. I am passionate about advocating for mental health of individuals with Down syndrome. Now me, our self-advocates. Hi, my name is Devin. I am 27 and I am the board chair. I am passionate about advocacy and about employment and health and being independent and leadership. Hi, my name is Joey. I am 28 and the vice chair. I am passionate about being able to advocate for myself and others, as well as employment and getting more involved in leadership. Hi, my name is Caitlin. I am 21 and I am the timekeeper. I am passionate about supporting individuals through advocacy. Hello, um, my name is Bill, I'm 26 years old, not yet, after October 8th, but we're now 45. Our mission is to provide an excellent means of advocating for oneself and the disabilities community to live a meaningful and fulfilled life. We wish to advocate for wholesome personal and community relationships. Today, we are going to interview Anna and Kayla from MDSS. Uh, thank you, I am very excited. My name is Kim McEwen, and I am the manager of grassroots at the Nat advocacy at the National Down Syndrome Society, but I'm better known as the first registered lobbyist with Down Syndrome, and it is such an honor. Thank you very much, fellow staff advocates. Hi everyone, my name is Anna Fidua um, and I work with Kayla at the National Down Syndrome Society in my role as the manager of federal government relations. So I oversee a lot of our work with Congress um, and at the national level, um, as well as our grassroots advocacy. And to echo Kayla, it's so great to be here with you all um, and super excited to share a little bit more about our work at NDSS. We are going to ask them questions about their work at NDSS. What is your favorite part of working at the NDSS? I love working with NDSS because I get to do what I love most. Being able to work alongside my colleagues and not just because Anna's right there either, but getting to travel and speaking at every level, but especially the national level. As you know, and like I said earlier, I am the first registered lobbyist with Down syndrome in the nation. But the best part is equal pay for equal work. And now I'm going to turn it over to Anna to give her answer. Thank you, Kayla. Well, now I sound like a bit of a copier because my favorite part of working at NDSS is also getting to work with Kayla um, and with all of our other colleagues and with self-advocates like you all in the community. I think my role is really unique in that I'm not just on Capitol Hill all day long talking about people with Down syndrome. I actually am allowing you all to share your voices and make your voices um, heard to our elected officials. So I love the direct community interaction that I get to have in this job. Um, some of my very best friends have Down syndrome so I wanted to work somewhere where I could spend as much time as possible with them um, and work towards a brighter future. What is the biggest roadblock you have encountered at your job at NDSS? 
Thank you, Joey. I feel like the biggest roadblock tonight or and still is when you schedule time with members of Congresses on the calendar. That's always a tricky part. Especially when we want our bills to be reintroduced to the newest number of Congress. Because right now we're in the 118th, so it's harder when it's in the 117th or the 116th. Especially when the bills don't exactly don't get through to their Congress that we are still working on, then we will keep working on that. Anna, you want to add on to that or what do you mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely tricky is, is getting on the calendar because members of Congress are really, really busy people. But I would say another um, roadblock or perhaps a frustrating part that we sometimes encounter in our job, and it's not often, but sometimes we do come across people who have preconceived notions or misconceptions about people with Down syndrome and disabilities. And I'm sure you all have very personal experiences with this as well. Um, but nothing frustrates me more than someone who maybe isn't willing to listen or learn about um, people with Down syndrome and other disabilities, because it's really hard to teach someone who doesn't want to learn. Um, and so that can be really frustrating. Again, it doesn't happen very often. We're super fortunate that the majority of the people we work with are eager to learn more about Down syndrome and want to advocate for people with Down syndrome. Um, but in those rare instances, it can feel really frustrating um, at times. What, what are you passionate about in terms of Down syndrome advocacy? Thank you, Caitlin. I am passionate about all of our advocacy efforts. They are also important, not just to me, but to my friends in the Down syndrome community as well. But if I just had to pick one, I have to pick the marriage equality. I am very passionate about that. If you don't know what that means, let me just bring a small picture. So this legislation, uh, with this particular legislation, Liz and me and my boyfriend decided to get married, but we are two people that are differently abled. A, our incomes will combine, and B, we will both lose our benefits. So it's either between marrying the person you love or having our vital benefits, which are equally just as important. We have to figure out what is reality. We want to do both, but we want to keep our benefits too. So we want to make sure that we're looking at the bigger picture. Maybe we can not have both ways. So that that is always would be something I'm very passionate about. And I'm just waiting on the ring, if you know what I mean. <laughs> this is something Kayla has been talking to us about for years, and we will not stop advocating until um, the marriage penalty is eliminated. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Kayla. That's a really um, important advocacy um, component that we have or opportunity. Um, I would say one thing I'm, I've kind of learned I'm very passionate about during my time here at NDSS is about healthcare advocacy. I really didn't know before I started working here just how um, many barriers there were to people with Down syndrome and other 
other disabilities accessing the healthcare they need, um, and especially as they age and they begin to get older. And so I've found a real passion for healthcare advocacy specifically, um, as well as grassroots advocacy, which is kind of what I touched on earlier, empowering people with Down syndrome and their families to be the ones advocating for themselves um, and equipping them with the tools and the resources and the knowledge they need to do that. Um, and things like the advocacy board are always so exciting for me because that's grassroots advocacy in action and seeing you guys start a podcast and all the other exciting things you're working on um, just means that, you know, hopefully we're, we're doing our jobs over here to to empower and lift you up to do that. So I love that part um, of the advocacy work we do as well. What's the biggest strength you have already? The biggest strength is your unique personal story. Were you advocating? That is the most impactful advocating in your toolkit. And this is your personal story is what matters the most. And that's what we want to hear the most of. And this is, is what, what how policymakers not just make their decisions, but they remember your face to your name. They remember you and they go on the floor to vote. And we are the people that do that. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Kayla summed it up perfectly. Your own personal story, your own personal expertise. You are an expert on what it is like to be a person with Down syndrome, and that is what elected officials need to hear so they can make the best decisions possible. What is the hardest part about doing your job? The, sometimes the hardest part of my job was because of COVID back in 2019. I think everybody can agree to that. But this is when I really couldn't travel, and everything was definitely virtual. And I love traveling. Don't please don't get me wrong. And I would love to do more of that, especially go on the hill and talk to members of Congress. I love doing that. That's what my where my pad my drive is. But because of COVID, we had to do it over Teams or Zoom, which makes it harder to knock on Teams or Zoom doors. But we already found no way to do that, but it wasn't the same. So COVID was definitely impact, very imp impacted. Anna? Yeah, I agree. COVID was, it's really tricky to build relationships, especially with members of Congress and their staff over Zoom. So um, I think we're definitely kind of on side of that now and um, have learned that um, virtual platforms have allowed us to uh, connect with people all across the country like you all. So there's definitely some silver lining there. Um, but I would say the hardest part um, about my job day to day is just that Congress is really busy. I always joke and say it's it feels like we're playing keeping up with Congress all day long. Um, they're really busy and they have a lot of priorities that they're working on. And my job is to make sure that they're spending time working on priorities that are important to the Down syndrome community. But that can be really hard sometimes when they need to pass a budget or um, or things that are going to expire. And so sometimes it's just really hard um, to feel like there's a lot of really important things that need to get done and maybe the important things we care about won't. But important to remember that they always do end up getting done. And it's the advocates like you all who come and make your voices heard that make sure they do get done. Um, I think that that's what I would say. What are some current advocacy opportunities for individuals who are interested in advocacy in the DS community? Thank you, Joey. Some of our key advocacy opportunities can be found on our website 
www.ndss.org. Thank you for many of our resources as well as our one pages. And we're always looking for more Down syndrome ambassadors. And I think we found a couple of more. But this is where we have our monthly trainings as well as quarterly meetings. And this is for you to have the first hand knowledge. So thank you, Devin, for doing what you're doing because you're making an impact in everyday life. And I'm appreciative to you. But not just that, we also have many programs that you can become involved in. And I hope you guys get the chance and the opportunity to get yourself ingrained in some of our programming areas that we have. Go ahead, Anna. Awesome. Kayla covered most all of it. Definitely the DS Ambassador Program being a really exciting one. It's a completely free volunteer program that advocates all over the country can join. We do virtual programming to support advocates in any stage in their advocacy journey. Um, but another really exciting one I want to make sure we mention is our annual Down Syndrome Advocacy Conference. So as Kayla jokes, this is a chance to come to D.C. and be her for the day, be a lobbyist for the day. Um, so it's a two-day conference um, in Washington, D.C. The first day is full of policy and advocacy trainings where we equip advocates with all the knowledge they need to be successful on Capitol Hill. And then the second day, we bus everyone up to the Capitol and send them all around the congressional buildings, having hundreds of meetings with elected officials and their staff. So we're really excited. In 2024, we'll be bringing the conference to World Down Syndrome Day. We'll be hosting it on March 20th and 21st. So we'll actually be spending World Down Syndrome Day on Capitol Hill. We couldn't think of a better way uh, to spend such an important day for our community than make our voices heard to elected officials. So we hope that you all at the advocacy board can attend um, as well as anyone listening. All that information can be found on our website. What advice do you have for individuals who are new to advocacy? Thank you, Karen. Great question. If you are new to advocacy, I suggest you start small or, or at least start locally in your own area and climb your way to the top of the advocacy ladder. And we would love to have you with that too. So if you have any questions, comments, or any kind of feedback, we can always have you on the national level or any level for that matter. It doesn't have to be nationally. Um, but we can always put you in the right direction of the person to talk to, to email, or to call. We're always there to help you. We're always there for the self-advocates. Absolutely. I think I would add to that too, just keeping in mind that even if you're new to advocacy, um, you are still an expert and you bring expertise in so many other things. You are an expert in your lived experience, especially as self-advocates. You know what it's like to have Down syndrome better than anyone else. And that is what um, elected officials and their staff need to hear. I think a lot of times people get nervous. They're afraid they'll say something wrong or they don't know what a bill means or says. And that's okay. That's You are not expected to be an expert on every single bill in Congress. That's what members of Congress and their staff are expected to do. Um, but it is so beneficial for you to come and share your expertise and your lived experience um, as a self-advocate. And so don't sweat the, the small details. Um, our staff here at NDSS are here to help with that. Members of Congress and their staff, that's their job. Your job is to come and share your voice and your experience. And together we can make a difference. What keeps you motivated when you're working at NDSS? Thank you, Kabal. My motivation is my colleagues, and not just because Anna's sitting right there. 
But I bet people with obvious attitudes, like Nick and Hassan, for instance, too. They put me in a great mood, and I really want to show my appreciation to my co-workers because they are very good at what they do. So thank you, Anna, and all my NDSS colleagues. That's really sweet. I promise for all those people listening, we don't pay Kayla extra to say nice things about us. So they're sincere. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Thank you, Kayla. Um, that's really sweet. I couldn't agree more. I think the um, environment at NDSS is just so positive. It's a group of people who um, either are members of the Down syndrome community themselves or just love the Down syndrome community um, and want to see the best for them. I think for me personally, it's my friendship with people with Down syndrome like Kayla and like many of my friends um, from home and my friends with other disabilities as well. That really just motivates me to keep doing this work because I know that um, the impact that it's having will Will hopefully uh, change lives. And so that really motivates me to keep doing the work we're doing. Well, thank you so much, Anna and Kayla, for joining this episode of DSC Project Inclusion. Look for our blog post next month on our website. And thank you for listening.